I got to talk to my circle myself. Oh, you're good. Or if this you're nice. you're nodding, nice. like we're on, can we we can cut out? Like we can even like fade in the the Canada thing. This isn't it. Like this no. won't even be recorded yet. I was going to say, like, the best part is, like, this is all an illusion. We're still recording off of a phone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that would be a trick on me. It's like I got all this shit, like, listen, we don't know how Christian shit works. Just just record off the phone. Just tell him, like, doesn't it sound so much better? Like, sure, it does, you fucking asshole. Still off the goddamn phone. (laughs) Yeah, this is nice. You're right. I was also also thinking that we should, we could have talked about this off air, but we could start introducing Zach, because I feel bad. He's here, and I like introducing him because he can't talk, and what I was thinking about is saying things that are untrue about him. Like, also, we have our producer, Zach. He was raised by lesbian wolves, (laughs) and he can't say anything. He can't say a word. No one can hear him without the new setup. He could be like, that's not true. Like, I don't know, Wolf Zach. You know what else you're talking about? (laughs) Tell me more about these lesbian wolves. (laughs) Tell me more about your lesbian wolves. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's a well-rounded person, though, honestly. Like, because it's like a Mowgli situation, but not in like a super like chauvinist way. You know, lesbian wolves are raising a well-rounded person. Like, that man would probably grow up to be president, but instead, it just turned out to be Zach. He really wasted. He wasted what his his lesbian wolf mothers gave him to become. Sir, you have uh, the sauce boss of Indianapolis. You have disrespected the Canadian national anthem. Yeah, like I disrespected their national dessert. Uh, you mean that brownie? Hi. That was delicious. <laughs> Welcome back to Harder Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. The podcast where I trick guests into coming over to my house <sighs> and then filling them full of food and booze and then making them do a podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, partner in crime, Chris King. Hello. Our off-air producer, Zach. He just, he just signed hello. He waved. He... He waved. At least he didn't try to say hello. And then it's like, no one can hear you. He waved. And then we get to say, yeah, no one can hear you. Goddamn way, Wolf Zach. <laughs> Thanks for waving to no one. And our very, our very special guest today. <laughs> I hate every intro to this show. <laughs> Honestly, this is the thing. It's mainly me. Let me tell you this. I listened to a couple episodes because I wasn't happy with what I did last time. I listened to a couple episodes. The only part that I like really give my sample approval on is the intro. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Well, we have a very special guest today. The man, the myth, the legend, Les Jones. <laughs> Les, uh, <laughs> how are you doing today, brother? Doing all right, man. I Thanks apologize that you me. cheered yourself on. We should have done that. <laughs> no, you guys no fanfare whatsoever. I do it often. Not really. Les, uh, we go back to uh, culinary school together. Yes. Uh, the Art Institute. Um, We've taken lots of shots at the Art Institute on the show. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't feel like we need to get into that right now. I'm happy to do it again. But uh, I, I'm ready at, at all times. Uh, but I will say this about I will say this about Les. Um, one of my very first classes was baking and pastry, and it was at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh. Which I had to drive from the east side to the pyramids. To the pyramids. So I had to get up at like I don't know four in the morning sometimes. And then uh, I would come in and I would just be like so exhausted, so tired. And then this dude would just roll in with his energy on a Monday morning. Son of a bitch. It's just like, ready, we're ready to bake. Who's ready to bake? You guys got the notes. <laughs> you guys got your cards ready? Everyone do their homework? Yeah, we're making some funnel cakes today. And were I was, you teaching the class? No. <laughs> yeah, not at all, he just not came in with that energy. And I've honestly, he always has that energy. It's yeah. always this good, positive energy. And I was like, how? How do you sum? I mean, I started college. I was 30. So I was yeah. like, I don't know how anyone comes in with this energy at seven o'clock in the morning, but you I always mean, have it, that. It was different, man. You know, it's like it's learning something that you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of different from high school and things like that, where you just, you felt pressured or you had to do this. You had to pass yet. This was like loads off. It's like something I wanted to do. So I was instantly energized, man. Yeah. The more we went through it, met cool people like him, man. It just, Kept it going. It was a good time. Man. Yeah, I really, uh, I look back at that man as some of some of the best times ever in this city, man. City, yeah, it was a good time, brother. That's awesome. Uh, you got to hold that right. You got to talk right, talk right into that yeah. circle. Uh, yeah, there it is. I'm gonna stare at this. <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what you gotta do. Like it takes a little bit to figure circle. it out. It takes a little bit to figure it out, but yeah, I I want to talk about my first time meeting last, which was only a couple hours ago. Um, <laughs> I uh, I 
I introduced myself and I and I kept a mental note. I'm like the only silver lining of my awkward introductions I get to talk about on a podcast. I met him and I said my whole name. I've never I never introduced myself to anybody as Chris King. Like like I'm like he needs my last name. Like he's gonna write me mail later. Like he's gonna send a a, a letter to me. And I said I'm Chris King. And and then Les, you felt obligated to give me your last name because I, know, I can't, right? apparently that's what you do. It was, and then you gave me the straight on like handshake. Yeah, there was no reason. We were like a business yeah. meeting. Yeah, there was, was no reason for it at all. I don't. I I want to tell you a lot of people have come on. That was the most formal introduction I've ever given to anyone. I'll like, take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Even even like in like a job like my job job, I don't like say, "Hey, I'm Chris King," which is fucking stupid, and then give them handshakes like, "Hey, how's it going?" And if they don't know me. Hey, I'm Chris. That's just like a regular person. Yeah, I don't know why I was that formal with you. That's more like interview action for you. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but we weren't interviewing. We are just two people <laughs> in a room saying hello to each other. I was already full out. I think maybe you came in with that energy like, oh, man, this guy's for real. I better better make it seem like it's real business here. Yeah. My last name. <laughs> I always introduce you as Chris King. It's just, it's just, it's one word to me. Chris King. Yeah. Well, I think you do the same thing that I do. I have a lot of people that are referred to by their full names. Like Cat Woods. Yeah. I don't think I ever just say Cat. Steve like Ruby. That. Steve Ruby, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. That's you're the only other person. Actually, you're the only other person I know that does that. Like, I have, I've had like people that I work with, like, like in first jobs, like Janet Eisenhut. Like, I've never just said like her first name. I don't know why. I don't know what that is at all. I really wish I hadn't taken this down this path. <laughs> so that's, that's what I like about this podcast. We go down some dark alleys, and sometimes you get mugged. You yeah, know? that's right. And I, and I, I mugged all of us. That's what I did. Wes, uh, we, we, we've talked about this many times before, but you did, uh, after call after graduation, you did what I always thought I was going to do where you've gone and you really kind of like learned from some of the best in the business. You've sued under some of the sous chef under some of the best uh, chefs in Indianapolis. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, like, and, and at the same time, man, I felt like I wanted to take that route that you, you know, I felt like I wanted to do the food truck thing or just, uh, you know, go out on my own and do, but, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy how it happened, man. It was, uh, I was about three days away from, uh, Olive Garden, you know what I'm saying? Being their general manager, <laughs> you know, I, was, I was, I was ready to go. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was ready to do it. And, uh, I decided to volunteer for, uh, Indie Fringe. And then that's where I hooked up with, uh, Micah and Regina. They had something going on there. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was different, man. It was definitely, uh, different. And, uh, I like to thank them you know, what I'm saying for the opportunity, uh, just to, to work under them. But uh, I also encourage, uh, like uh, some of the students that are coming through the smokehouse or coming through the goose or whatnot, just to get out there and volunteer, man. If you're ever, uh, just unsure of what you want to do or just the, uh, the path you want to take in the city, volunteer, just, uh, get to talking with some of the people who are out there doing it. And, um, yeah, it's a good time. Hopefully, you'll get some direction, or you'll uh, hang out at the Olive Garden. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to those guys. You know? Well, that's kind of what we were talking about before. Was just like how Indianapolis, which I always, anytime I, you know, coming from Chicago before I came here, whenever I go to Chicago, I always hype Indianapolis up. Which you know, they're always like, "Oh, we lost one." Like that was yeah. stuck in Indianapolis. But yeah. what Indianapolis has that I definitely Chicago doesn't is that. Just that people just want to do things for the sake of doing things. You know, in Chicago, it's like, well, inherently there's more than enough stuff to do. But we're like we we're talking about before, all the different fests and things, there's people yeah, are just yeah. like, hey, I want to put something on. And they yeah. will just put that on. And those turn into these huge events. And I think that's yeah. a huge opportunity in Indianapolis that you probably don't have in a lot of other cities. No, man. Uh, we, yeah, we were talking about some of the festivals and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, the way the city's been growing, uh, the culinary scene yeah, has been uh, expanding. I definitely feel like the Super Bowl had something to do with that. Absolutely. Like just, yeah. man, it was just floodgates were open, man. People were just like, hey, let's see what India has to offer. We want more. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was up to us. It was up to the chefs, the the, the bartenders, the, the bar managers, the owners, the operators. It was just up to the those people, you know what I'm saying, that culinary world is up to come together and make it work somehow. And uh, you've been seeing a lot of things pop up. A lot of new businesses, uh, a lot of new kitchens opening, and things like that. And uh, yeah, that's a I feel like that's a direct result. Yeah, no, I feel, that went. I feel like Indianapolis is that back door a little bit because yeah. there's just that there's that entry. You know, everybody's so excited about it, and we talk about that all the time. As far as like you know, this being sort of an industry podcast with the restaurant industry because we're just everybody's ready to help everybody else yeah, out. Yeah, man, it's a it's a family, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a good time in the city, man. I, I yeah. love what Indianapolis is doing, man. Constantly growing, man. Uh, shout out to uh, my guy, uh, uh, Chris, man. 
uh, on on Mass Ave, man. Uh, Chris Benedict, oh, Vandal. huge fan of what he's doing in the city, man. Just changing things up, man. The menu's always different, man. But yet he keeps he keeps it rocking, man. He keeps people coming in, you know. What I'm saying? He keeps yep. people interested, you know. He's got the banquets on deck, man. Oh the my God. like, who's doing that? <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think we've talked about this a little bit before on this podcast, but I don't know if you know this, but Dyke and I worked with, I don't, did you work with Allie? Did you ever no. work with Allie? So I worked, when I came from Chicago, I came to McNiven's is where I used, we, that's where we met each other. And I worked at McNiven's and Allie worked at McNiven's. She was just a server over there. And she was talking about owning her own place all the yeah. time. Like whatever. And then she had this boyfriend who was amazing. He was one of the funniest guys I've ever met. I heard a story about him. He used to be in a punk band and he told me the story. He was in a punk band. And he used to uh, get crazy. And uh, apparently every show he puke on people. That's what he did. <laughs> so uh, he's just freaking awesome. That was Chris. And just those two guys were just amazing. And then they just, they got married at McNiven's. He proposed at McNiven's. Not, they get married at McNiven's. That's disgusting. But he proposed at McNiven's. And then they, uh, I was at their nice. wedding and then they went to Milwaukee. They did that. Mm-hmm. And, and they were just like, I want to come back. And he's just, I love everything about both those people that yeah, Chris and Allie are just awesome. And yeah. they're very much like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And yeah. if people like it, cool. And if they're they great, don't, man. they're yeah. awesome. And they're yeah. so, I think they really, you know, same thing with what you're doing. I mean, they're just bringing so much to the yeah. city and that's just not something that you can find anywhere else. And I don't know that that would work. I mean, it's a, it's like a waffle of pork back or whatever yeah. it is. And I don't yeah. know that that works everywhere, but Indianapolis is just kind of like ready for Skate it. Skate wing sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Love it. I don't know what a skate wing is. I was laughing at it because I didn't. I thought he was like skate wing. I'm like, yeah, I'm down with skate wing. I don't know what that is. I thought that was a band for a second. I thought it was like some metal shit that Chris was putting out. Like, oh yeah, I've been down with skate wing for a while. Like, I don't want to. Honestly, probably both. I don't want to. So, I don't want to fake. That. So we did a we did a lead in today, uh, Vogue Canada, because we did. Uh, it was Canadian Day here on the Heart of Brunch podcast. Um. I don't know. I was basically thinking it's the kind of we're at the tail end of winter, right? Yep. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully we're yeah. about done. So I was trying to yeah. get all the some of the more hardier brunches, <laughs> winter brunches out. I. This is the thing. You. I would love to say that that was the hardiest brunch, one of the hardiest brunches we've oh. had here. Every single time, it's it's not. It's like, hey, do you hate yourself? I'm over here. <laughs> That's, it's just all, it's just so much. Yeah, I'm pretty full. It's just <laughs> relentless. I've never, I, I think that if we ever did something where we invited people to eat and watch this, it's, it should be called relentless food. It's just, <laughs> it keeps coming no matter like, oh man, that was amazing. I'm so full. Like, I hope not because here's a meat pie. That literally happened to us. Did it not, Les? Yeah. <laughs> so we did, and uh, I, I think I forgot to mention this at the top of the podcast again. No, this is the first time we talked about the food. But uh, if you, guys, follow us on all social media at Heart of Brunch Podcast. I believe we're going to even try to start a TikTok because that's what's going on. We don't have an email account because we're not boomers. No. We're hip, young kids that I mean, have TikToks. I mean, I have an email. And uh, we're going to be like, <laughs> this, this, is, yeah. this podcast is not for boomers, all right? This podcast is for the youth, ages <laughs> 18 to 27. All right. That's what? our demographic. That's you what we're looking for. Right. <laughs> yes. What's going to be we're hip is all, of our, doing all, of our, all of the people that you're do listen like, drop what? off. Like, I guess it's not for me because we're 40. <laughs> <laughs> but kids, kids are listening to this. And like people that are the RA age, oh, like, what? oh, I guess, I guess they don't want me involved. I'll take and, my money elsewhere. And when I said I was hip, I meant I broke my hip. <laughs> Cybernetic hip. And my tooth. Um, you don't, you know, who you didn't have to tell about your tooth. People listen to this podcast. Right. They can't hear that you're missing a tooth. It's like it's it's like the king baby, you know, like it's baked inside something we ate today. I don't know if you find it, then you're the king of harder brunch. That's how that works. No. I gotta tell you, I thought that was a uh, unpopped kernel of popcorn in that uh, in that poutine, and I'm like, why would he put popcorn in this poutine? Apparently, it was Dyke's tooth. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> if you guys if if you guys aren't following along at home. At Heart of Brunch, especially Instagram, but on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, follow along. You see beautiful pictures of uh, everything that we're eating today, the food that we're talking about, discussing. Also, our DMs are wide open. So if you want to message us, that's the best oh, way wow. to do it. Oh, I don't know. Slide in there. I don't think that was fair. I mean, we should. These are things. This is what I want a little bit. Again, this is what I was thinking about on the way here is like you can. This is Zach has no he has no control over any of these things we're saying about him. <laughs> just like Zach's DMs are wide open. If you have a problem with this podcast, make sure to tweet Zach. And there's you can't. 
Someday we'll get him a mic, and then he'll be able to fight back. But now he's nothing. So we did. Um, <laughs> we did poutine. Yeah. Uh, fully loaded poutine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I jump in here? I don't know. Now I'm off the cadence. I know. I know. You, you started. You decided to enter to introduce Instagram and the social media. Twenty minutes into the podcast, we have yet to talk about the food. By the way, I'm, I've tried so hard. <laughs> You're on it today. I am. I am slow. Like I'm still digesting food. It's coming back up. Yes, I'm yeah, falling asleep at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I might be having a stroke. I don't know. I see a light. <laughs> I'm trying not to walk towards it. <laughs> Uh, we did we did a fully loaded poutine. It, uh, I I try to. I, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even read right now. I'm so full of gravy. First of all, did you write down? Yes, what? this is supposed we, to help me out. I don't understand. You made the food. You got to write it down. So let me, let me let me have the list. This is embarrassing. This is what we should do. It's like poutine. I'm Les one. Jones. I'm one fourth. <laughs> I'm one fourth. Uh, I'm a quarter French, right? Okay. And I I'm really nervous about pronouncing all of these words. Poutine I got. All right, poutine I got. Yeah. Um, and then we did the, the tutorine, which is the meat pie. This is the be- – you know what the thing is? This is where you're you're missing the benefit of the television because what he could do is he could look up how to pronounce it, mm. and then we could just play it on the microphone. I think I think, I think think tutorine I got. Uh, poutine and tutorine, you know, they kind of rhyme. Which one's yeah. the tutorine was the brownie? That, no, that was the <laughs> – the tutorine was the, the meat pie. Oh. And now normally they do that. It's more kind of like Christmassy uh, seasoned with like those Christmas, like the clove and the nutmeg and all oh, that okay. stuff. I feel like this is the end of winter. Everyone's over that shit. Don't want, I don't want any all spice clove right now. Yeah. So I just went straight up savory, cumin, um, sage, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. Uh, and then nobody cares about this. Uh, <laughs> yes, we do. Honestly, that no one cares. This is the podcast. This is this is it. This I didn't is, mean you guys meant at home. <laughs> like, yeah, I just I would. I, I feel like this like guy it, can barely breathe. Why? <laughs> you're working so hard at it. I don't want you to think that we weren't paying attention. But I thought Les was having a, some, a situation with the dog. I didn't know what it was. No. But he was like whisper talking to the dog, and like I felt like they were having a separate. Rela- they were having their own podcast. No, he's good, man. You know, I just felt something <laughs> on my foot. He's down there. Chuck's good. And, man. Okay, so we and had then, uh, and then the um Nanamino bar, which apparently is the uh is the official dessert of Canada. Yep. Uh it's a no bake thing from uh a no bake dessert from British Columbia. Three layers, a wafer nut, uh almond coconut crumb base, custard in the middle, and a chocolate ganache on top. A couple of those that. things are missing though, right? Well, <laughs> so uh <laughs> like i wasn't gonna go into that but, uh, since you said something uh, so the only thing that was missing was the graham crackers so i substituted regular crackers okay and then just added, like saltines and then just no i uh, <laughs> I, I use gourmet crackers there's no fucking uh, saltines i don't know what saltines. a gourmet cracker is I, you said a regular cracker like if i think regular crack less here we go as we'll do less if you think regular cracker what kind of cracker are you thinking Saltine, man. <laughs> there you go. He's a chef. He's a chef. Although I did put it in his head. These were these were these were left over from our meat and cheese board from last week. Oh, yeah. But I so but they were good and then they, they were buttery. I like a saltine. So I just threw uh, brown sugar in the mix too. Yeah. They were fine. You would never know if I had not told you. No, I uh, I told them myself. It's the tooth all over again. I don't need to know, and it just seems magical until you tell me about the background. But wasn't there supposed to be like a big, huge middle fluff piece? Yeah, well, that was the custard. I feel like didn't really, didn't really cut cut, cut the I, mustard. I think I added too much milk too. I don't know. I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, Canada, your national dessert sucks. All right, we got wow. the apple pie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, apple pie. Wow. Sh- We're not. Oh, I got shitting all over this. Less and I are not jumping on this bandwagon. Apple pie is shitting Zach, all over your brownie. Zach right? does though. Zach's been saying terrible <laughs> things about Canada all day. <laughs> poutine was where it's at. I will stand by poutine. Yeah. I'll, I'll stand by that meat pie. But uh, to finish it up with that dessert, I don't know. That's what you're going with. Did you say some lady like won a contest or something like that. And yeah, she like she like sent dessert. that into like Betty Crocker's, and they're like, I guess this is our national dessert nice. now. Is that so? Talk to me about this contest, like Betty Crocker, like Canada Betty Crocker, or just Betty Crocker's? Like, listen, Canada, we're going to help you out because they don't have a, <laughs> they don't have you don't have a dessert, and we're Betty Crocker. You need something. All of Canada. And they didn't even, the thing is, no, I, I work in Canada quite a bit and they're very provincial, but you're saying Canada's like, screw the third province, we're out the window. We're going to say all of Canada, this is your dessert, which is a brownie, by the way. 
I feel like it was a way for Betty Crocker from the U.S. To like Canada's not on board with the brownie. Let's let's call, let's say they won a contest. We'll get them on board with that brownie. I feel like there's been some things in our uh, history that have been won or <laughs> depicted because of contests or whatnot become a normalcy. Or I don't know, like the flag. Who, who sewn the flag? Who was that again? Was that a contest? Maybe did she win a contest? Wait, are you talking about Betsy Ross? Betsy Ross, did she win a contest? I don't know. She was on. She was on <laughs> Celebrity. She no, she was on The Voice, but for like, flags. Could have been. <laughs> like she had the only idea. There were no other like chicks everybody with flags. else. Yeah. Like, hey, look at mine. Like, no. She, she did the, the circle. Everybody line. else was doing like a line <laughs> of of stars. I'm like that's you know, there's thirteen. Stars. That's a long flag, I mean, and it's really slender. I feel like she won a contest. Maybe a circle. A good time. And a bunch of other other stripes. Yeah. I just feel like all their other stuff is like just meat heavy and like maple syrup. It's cold. I feel like their national dessert should be like a just a moose. <laughs> just a moose drizzle and maple syrup. I don't candied elk. I don't something like that. Moose drizzle. Nice. <laughs> Would you say? Do you? This made, that made me think of Gremlins too. Do you moose guys ever see Gremlins too? Where they go to? Of course, I saw Gremlins too. Where they go to the? I had the trading cards. What's funny is they go to that restaurant, which is a Canadian restaurant. At the end, they give them moose, and there it's all stupid jokes in in Gremlins too. And they give them moose, and it's just a chocolate head of a moose. He's like, "What part of this moose do you want?" He's like, "I'll have the antler." Like that's that's the only moose. You talk about moose in Canada. That's all I can think of anymore. Anytime like once a moose, like, oh my god, I hope it's a big chocolate moose head because that would be the coolest thing ever. Oh shit! And see, and the, right here, son, this is why we have this. Yeah, because now I can have what you have to talk about it, though. You have to now, word well, out okay, every I, single. I thing. know, but now I can read off of our giant teleprompter here. That's oh, the television. The uh, <laughs> the earliest confirmed printed copies of the recipe using the name Nanamino bars appeared at Edith Adams Prize Cookbook, fourteenth oh, edition, nineteen fifty three. However, following research into the origins of Nanamino bars. Leonore Newman writes the same recipe was published in the Vancouver Sun <laughs> earlier that same year. Oh God! Under the name London Fog Bar. So now there's a controversy. <laughs> we got two recipes overlapping. The recipe also later appears in the publication His Her Favorite, spelled wrong because wow. they're Canadian. <laughs> um, wow! Compiled by the Women's Association of the Breton United Church with the recipe submitted. Wow. So there's a whole scandal going. Yeah. All these white women are sending in the same recipe yeah. for this dog shit dessert. You know why? You know um, why so many people were doing it? Because it's a brownie. And everybody already knows what a brownie is. Well, there <laughs> there, was, there like, was no internet. You could just lie. You could have yeah. a family in one town and move two doors down and just start a new family. But I think... <laughs> you know yeah. how much... Well, how I much think, first of all, I think Recipe jumped, plagiarism you could get away with back then? We jumped a bridge to like having multiple <laughs> secret families. Also, by the way, you talk about that fantasy of secret families all the time. I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what is going on in your life. You don't have a family, let alone a bunch of secret ones. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I meant like that seemed a lot. That seemed a lot meaner than I wanted to. That's not what I meant. You cold I as meant, ice, Chris Cage. <laughs> I, I meant I meant in like a like a madman sort of way. Like he doesn't have a wife and kids that he's hiding in a country. I mean, like he has. I think, like I think it's better that I'm a single dude saying that. If I yeah. had a family and I just kept bringing it up, like I could just move away. <laughs> Back in the day and be gone. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's what some, someday maybe the you will get. Out of town. Yeah. <laughs> like a daughter saying, why does daddy keep saying that? You could, you, yeah, you just be able to ghost an entire family, like in-laws and everything. Again, <laughs> you've had go? this conversation a lot. You really want to ghost them in um, So I there was unconfirmed references that date back to the 1930s when it was uh, known locally as chocolate fridge cake. That, I think they should have gone with that. Yeah, I no, like that dessert a lot better if it's chocolate fridge cake. But the, why? So the reason there wasn't because there's supposed to be in that dessert. There's a big white layer in the middle. You're saying that was there, but it wasn't white because you put that coffee stuff in it. Yeah, mm. which I think made it better. So here's what I was gonna say that too, bro. You kept calling it like nanaminos. I'm like, what is it like the stuff that's in the I mean, entrails in the sky or something? <laughs> hell's a nanomino <laughs> wait what are we what are we doing is that zach trying to talk to us no he's, the talking, computer. About, he's, he's talking about the pronunciation nanaimo i'll do it do it now. <laughs> nanaimo 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 i'm sorry nanaimo i forgot nanaimo was the native american woman that helped lewis and clark <laughs> right. 
traverse the old west. That's right. No that way. Right. She got her own. They gave her her own coin. Yeah. Hey, that was awesome. It was like balloons. <laughs> our entire our entire uh, <laughs> listenership in Canada was like, what's he talking about? So they're like, what? Nanina? If, if you look up a Nanaimo. Wow. You, you just what? heard it. Why don't you write that on a notebook piece of paper? Guess what? It's called it's called chocolate fridge cake from now on. <laughs> that's what we should call it. I'm bringing it back. Again, you should just call it brownie because that's what it was. We wouldn't know the difference. Maple so brownie, happy it's candy. supposed to have, yeah, I guess it's supposed to have a sticker. I don't feel like that custard layer set up quite as thick as it was supposed to. We'll tweet out a picture, put a picture up of this so you can there see. There's no custard layer. No one can hear you. Yeah, oh, the custard. <laughs> there was a custard layer, ghost from the basement, but um, it, it it was just ghost from the basement. It was just I'm brown uh, because it had coffee in it. And then I didn't realize that that uh, ganache layer was supposed to be just just paper thin. So I went a little hard on that. Which well, one's the ganache layer? Is that the chocolate? The top, yeah. The top is paper thin. Well, they told me how much to make, and I was like, "That's not enough." So I just made like I just <laughs> oh. made like ten times. I was gonna that say because I was gonna say that because the whole thing we ate was the top. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. I don't even. I never saw the bottom. <laughs> the bottom didn't exist because you didn't have those crackers. You put in saltines. Canada, I apologize <laughs> about your Nanaimo bar because maybe. Maybe, Maybe I made it wrong. Yeah, you just made the top. You're like, well, these suck. Like, well, first of all, it's a brownie, and there's saltines as the crust. I don't like it either. But that's not what Canada wants. Can we like, can we scroll up a little here, Zach? Uh, I want to see. <laughs> yeah, they were second. good. They were really good. Honestly, that's that was a great mistake. No, sorry, down. <laughs> it was can good. Down. I think you know what though. I would say I think that that's the closest oh, that's we've ever gotten to eating all the food. And there was just as much food as we've had. We had last week when we had like three, two additional guests. <laughs> It was a failed. Are you? It was, uh, was a failed cereal. <laughs> are you pointing blueberry <laughs> <in the> crunch podcast? <laughs> this is really interesting for people listening to this. Like, man, it seems like, like what is? It, it seems like he's pointing at something. If I could see this, it'd be a great time. Uh, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, let's keep talking about the television. No one can see. So, um, yes. so we definitely went hard. <laughs> we definitely went hard in the paint. We were gonna do some uh, some Canadian Club cocktails, but that fell apart. And oh then, uh, <laughs> and instead well that's not fair that's not fair at all let's see what happened what you, i see what you're doing right now you're passive aggressively passing the buck that's what you're doing i went let me let's, all right let's let's talk about this let's you can be our therapist today let uh so every single week i make intense cocktails i do something and we don't spend any really time talking about it it's like hey i did these seven thousand different intense food things and uh also chris made this thing that only he drank and that's why he's wasted and then i come in screaming on stuff so then i thought today I'm, i get it dog so then i thought today I'm, I'm we'll just do labats or you know zach brings in the, the natty lights which are freaking awesome and we'll just we won't get wasted because i make those drinks and no one drinks it no one ever like goes goes hog wild on those because they're all full and then i'm gonna get drunk and then talk in a podcast except for me i get wasted i really do um so yeah so this time i just thought i would just do we keep it low key and we fill up on meat pie and then that wouldn't didn't fall short meat pie and natter days (laughs) great combo Man, yeah. I don't know if I stuck the landing on the theme is what I'm saying because I feel like I I uh, well besmirched the national dessert. Yep, uh, we did not have you know uh, a cocktail or a beer. I see that matched the theme. Oh man, where are these natter days out of? Yeah, <laughs> they're <laughs> Milwaukee. It could be Canadian. <laughs> Boom. It could be Close Canadian. <laughs> we made you, we had peanut Sorry, butter Milwaukee. beer from like three months ago with your brownies that you made that weren't even like uh, fridge pies or whatever you call them. <laughs> Actually. So Les, uh, you kind of you, you kind of jumped around in your origin story. So you, you origin? Know, no, no, no. Uh, real fast, you didn't jump around. We cut into it and we started talking about you know we looked up brownies for a while and then <laughs> forgot you were a guest. So <laughs> let's go back to Les. You uh, <laughs> so uh, let, let let's take it back before up, before culinary school. What was your first service industry experience? Oh man, dude. Discovery Zone. <laughs> yeah. I was working at a Discovery Zone on oh, Washington Street, bro. In yeah. a kitchen? Love that job, man. Oh, I was amazing. Kidding me? Like frozen pizzas, dinosaur nuggets, like fucking <laughs> that job. Were yeah, you, wait. That, that was about it as far as. Were you like, the chef there? I was the, the everything there, man. Wow. It was a good time, man. Mainly the uh, ball, the ball pit ball cleaner because uh, 
kids and their accidents and whatnot. Uh, Got to sterilize that stuff, man. But uh, yeah, we can go down that discovery zone road and how that the lack of those contribute to child uh, obesity and whatnot <laughs> in, the, uh, in Indianapolis because they got nothing to do now. But uh, wait, yeah. your current wait, job wait. is director of discovery zone, right? Yeah. Your- wait, <laughs> so you were you were reheating pizza and Dino nuggets, yes, but then also and like sanitizing the individual uh, balls, the, yes. the, the, the ball pits. Yeah. yeah, man, it's a good time. One and, right and, next to the other. And, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because like all these, you know, we, uh, we have had some guests, including myself, that, you know, have gone on to all these culinary paths. And a lot of our first jobs, you know, my first job was at McDonald's, you know. I, I never wanted to go like the fast food route. Like I've been around food, love food, entire life, man, always cooking. But I never wanted to go the fast food route because I felt like that would make me hate food. You come home smelling like what you're cooking. Like, yeah. say you're White Castle, bro. You come home smelling like that. Your clothes reek. It's in your hair, bro. And it's on your furniture. You just, you know. That's you, why you, you get yourself a White Castle you, freak. You live that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Nice. I, I would comment to that to say that I don't know that anybody working at McDonald's is like, I'm living the dream. Like, I don't know that they I, want I, I to know. be there. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I think that <laughs> anytime I've ever been to a McDonald's, McDonald's and I have is to. showing out the big bucks now. I, no, are you kidding me? What do you mean? As far as like paying their employees and whatnot. I, I bet, oh, really? I bet if you're the GM of McDonald's, you probably do all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For I being the GM I haven't worked the there since the late 90s, so I can't yeah. really. I really am not poor representation of McDonald's. <laughs> all I know is that every once in a while, I'll get like, uh, I want a double cheeseburger, and I'll go through, and the lady or man working in that first window handing you the cash, she's not like, this is what I want them to do. Sitting in this box, no. taking your cash, your car, or whatever. This is it. This but, is what I wanted to do. Then, but then when you get that one that does, though, you get that one that's just like, Super hey, and here, they just into, hey, here's your change. As it was like, yes, thank you. The go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> the McDonald's yeah. go-getter. Like, you're living. And, and, and they're few and far between. But when you get them, man, it's a good time. You're, you're like, like, I'm you loving it. I'm loving it. That's I, My food's hot. <laughs> my, my, my order's legit. I'm loving it. My very favorite thing about working the McDonald's drive-thru when I was a kid was on Sundays, there was like a couple dudes that would always come through. Remember like them stretched, uh, what were they called? Uh, station wagons? Like Limos? No, it was just a, Wait, sta- a regular uh, station wagon. about the ones with the wood panel on the side? Yeah. Like, I, like, think no, ta- I think you're talking about a hearse. Are you talking about a hearse? No, just a regular, no, no. A regular station Minus wagon. Minus the surfboards. They with were the, like, with, um, oh. uh, with the wagoneers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would whip in, like you could fit, like, Back in the day, they didn't every everyone didn't have to be buckled in, you know. <laughs> well, so they they would they would have like fifteen kids in the car, and there was a couple cats that would do this where they would roll in. It was always a black dude, and he had fifteen kids in the car, and he would get himself a meal, and then he would get fifteen small orange pops. <laughs> and I was, it always seemed like the coolest thing to do on a son. Like, I don't know if they were baby's kids. I don't know whose <laughs> children they were. But he would he would come up and be like, yeah, uh, let me get number two, uh, and, and fourteen small oranges, and fourteen small orange pops. <laughs> you put ice in them, just like the flat, just a, like one cube. Because that, if you, I was gonna say, you put ice in a small cup, especially There's back nothing. in the day, like that's it, like like take a sip, done, you're done. It's every, all ice. Every time, every time I see anyone drink orange pop, I think about that guy, <laughs> <laughs> where he is today, he was just charging into the game, <laughs> watching. I feel like he just t- took them to just run wild in the woods with their orange sodas. And he just, the only happiness he yeah, gets maybe is Maybe they just, were thirsty. You know, he's coming back like, all right, I got us. I got us. Everybody gets an orange. Like, yeah. hey, can I have one of those cheeseburgers? Like, this is all dad gets. All dad gets is this one cheeseburger. This is it. You got to take it. Here, take it. Share it between you animals. And they shred it all. I would always I would always judge people because, like, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, like, one person obviously got two hamburgers. This person ain't get any food. I just always thought it was weird. And when it was kids, because this was back when you could just starve children, I feel like. You, oh. you used to get away with doing that. Well, what these times were. Although you and I grew up in very different Indianapolis. I mean, I, I don't know. I know yeah. you were. You, back, in, you, back in medieval Indianapolis. He grew up in the Frank Miller Indianapolis. Like his whole thing was a, it was a much noir, noir situation. Like I, I don't remember kids only getting like a single fry a day. I, I honestly think I'm such a generous person with food. Well, yeah, based because, on everybody else around your like Because they're like, I feel like. Everything was sepia Downtrodden. That's what I think his life is like. That's what I think it is. Like he's living like a Frank Miller's Sin City situation. That's his Indianapolis. Yeah. 
He's like back in back in you know remember back in the days when you could like punch a kid in the face and they were like thanks dad like no Dyke I don't remember those days I, he's I don't a, he's on a rooftop with like a, a flowing trench coat remember the days when this is okay like no it's not man get off your roof when I was a kid growing it's 2 up two p.m. in the afternoon that doesn't work when I was a kid growing up all I had was like a stick and like a hoop. And go down the street one with those, it. One of those wheels. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But he didn't. He didn't mention clothes either. Just run down naked. Like that wasn't. That wasn't again. That wasn't like how life was. Like, hey, that Dyke boy's running down the street with his wheel again. Tell him uh, to put your pants on. Just wiener dangling. Don't hear that. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Don't hear that. Every day. Watch out for that Dyke boy. Um, put some pants on. <laughs> put some pants on. I didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot what this geez. podcast. So was after about. after Dino after Dino Nuggets and uh, pizza and yeah. and ball washing, uh, where did you go to after that? The United States Air Force. Oh, okay, oh, man. yeah, man. Uh, spent some time uh, doing that uh, B two stealth bomber action, uh, secret clearance. That was kind of wild. Uh, what? What? Yeah, 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 did you know time. this? <laughs> I feel like that profile. This is the thing, Les. Uh, I get like a little bit of a profile before you come in, obviously, so I know like kind of who I'm talking about. He didn't say uh, you were. He said secret clearance. Yes. Why would I know? Yes, yeah. Say you were Jason Bourne. <laughs> I had no idea. No, no not at all, man. That uh, you were Christian Slater from the movie Broken Arrow. <laughs> when he came in and was shaking your weak ass handshake, he was summing you up, and he was That's like, exactly. "I can kill this guy in three moves." It's I know that now. Listen, I don't. I don't care about your last name. I know. I know your last five girlfriends, sir. The exits are here, 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 here. I can jump out the window with a spin kick if need be, and I can assassinate him with a shrimp fork. All I know is I can run down the street with a wheel at fifty-five miles an hour and not even. And uh, lose get just short of breath. Why do you knew that, sir? We're good. Man. We're good. I hope so. Stealth bomber. What, what, you, what no, are you doing there for? Uh, I was a aircraft structural us. maintenance specialist on uh, sheet metal, uh, a lot of yeah, composite <laughs> aircraft, things like that. Man. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. B two. I worked on B twos, A tens, F one seventeen. Yeah. Like that, it was a good time. It was a good time, uh, but yeah, I had had a a, a buddy man. Uh, he was on the line in uh, in the chow hall or whatever, and um, he was on the, the omelets, bro. And he made the most flame omelet, and the, the egg was never brown; like it was perfect, almost French omelets, man. And I have to say that was my most memorable Air Force experience, man. Not almost like blowing us all up, or <laughs> not almost, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, he remembered. He remembered that. Yeah, it was, that was it, the it, most memorable experience. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the omelets coming out of the the chow hall, man. It was, so did it was you? A damn good time. Did you go? Did you go to culinary school on like a VA? Like yeah, yeah. They they helped out. They helped out, nice, but they didn't. Nice. They didn't pay for all of it. Uh, yeah, never does. Never, never does. Never does. The GI hidden, hidden fees. <laughs> the GI bill doesn't pay. Didn't. Pay yeah, I mean, they cover a, a, a certain amount, but uh, yeah. it's never. I won't say it's never. In my case, it wasn't because I feel like this school was so damn expensive. Yep. And they just kept tacking on things, but hey, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there though. We won't go down that path. <laughs> we did last week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what's, you know what I, I, what's funny is uh, I didn't, I completely forgot about this. Uh, that school that you went to, the art institute, it's a chain, right? Yeah. 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 There's one in Chicago. Yeah. I went there. Yeah. I completely forgot my dad paid for it. I think he, he's actually still in the line for it. I think that one's still in business. So I went and I just went for a semester. I'm like, oh, this school's kind of bullshit. I, cause that's when I was still in Chicago and I, I, I it went, felt and so I, right. <laughs> I went for like, uh, I think it was, uh, computer animation or graphic design or something like that. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it, I don't know. It was yeah. very, very expensive. Yeah, and the, the Hydra has all kinds of tentacles yeah. to pull you in. And it, yeah. And it was Jeez. it was just a floor and it was just super weird. And just the fact that it was like for profit, I thought that was just a thing I couldn't get out of my head. Um, but I, I remember because I thought about it. I'm like, that's the school that I went to. And you talked about like giving loans. So they gave my dad the loan and not me. And of course, like I'm old. So all of a sudden the loan, it, it kicked in and he had to pay it. And he's like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but that loan you took for school – they're making me pay it. And I said, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Shame. Good, uh, good, uh, good luck with that. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, don't ever call me again is what I told him. But yeah, I went there and it was, yeah, I went there for just a semester and it was, it was, it was exactly what you guys said it was though. It was, I remember it was just the stuff that I want to learn about. It was drawing, um, you know, yeah. it was computer animation. There was no like English class. I do remember we had a test that if you just, the precursor was the only way you could really fail is if you didn't show up 
at the right time. That was okay. the test. And yeah. a girl showed up late and I, she said she missed the train or something. And the teacher's like, no, you failed. And that was like the hardest thing I ever saw at that school. Sucks for her. Yeah. Man, I always feel like, you know, like I, I think about the past and I'm like, I don't want to take anything away from that because I feel like I busted my ass. Yeah. Bro. Like, yeah. And I, I seen other people in there that were slacking and just their shit sucked. So I'm like, well, you know. But you wouldn't see them after a while. Yeah. You know? so yeah. yeah. I feel like by yeah. the time yeah. I graduated, you would look to your left, look to your right, and you're like, oh, there's yeah. a lot of people missing exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. people missing, man. But I, I definitely felt like uh, it, it, I got something out of it, man. It, yeah. it was a good time, man. It was, it was a really good time. And like he was saying, it's just one of those things like – I wanted to be there. Like, I mean, out of my entire, what, three and a half, what, three years, I think I've, I never missed a class. I was never late. I just wanted to be there. I had the energy, I had the drive, like, let's get in there and let's cook some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's always had the recipe cards ready, uniform stay crispy, you know, and that, wow. <laughs> that used to trip me out too. Cause by the end of the day, you look at the other participants or students like chef coats and you could tell what they had been making. Yeah. And they're basically wearing the damn recipes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to get it together, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I start seeing some of those people in the industry and they're still sloppy as hell yeah. and doing their thing, man. But uh, then you see those people who who had that, who were clean and efficient and, you know, just were driven, man. And yeah. I, I see those people succeed and it, it's, it's a, it's a damn good time in the city, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in the city needs more of that, man. More right. than just the that fucking hip. I'm scared. Sorry. No, we no, fuck oh, yeah, all the time. Good. We fuck all day. Yes, fuck. <laughs> you can say fuck all day. That's totally fine. Whatnot, I try to man. like. I try to drop the f bomb really early so you feel okay. about Sweet. It. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just one thing that's bothering me. I just I'm gonna say it. Man. Yeah. I just uh, plaid behind the line. Like you know, what I'm saying like <laughs> put it down. Like when you're cooking or something, I walk in some of these establishments. You know. uh, I hope they don't slay me, but I don't give a shit. But I just oh, wow. put on some attire, man. Especially when you, now, if you're cooking in that type of environment, I guess where it's like laid back, mm-hmm. you know, that's cool. But if you're in an uh, an establishment, you know what I'm saying, where it's like a, 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 a I don't know, like you just have that that military style kitchen, then yeah, then then cook to that. You know, don't go in there trying to be a renegade, some something you're not trying to prove a point. Get in there and fall in line and kick ass, you know. Or if you do go to that hipster spot, then blend in, fall in line and kick ass there. But you know, I just I don't know. The city, man, uh, the city's doing good things, but I just I feel like there's a divide when, when it comes to that, man. Just, are you are you are you you're specifically talking about there's there's chefs back there that are just like not just not <laughs> Yeah, I'm not professional about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see a lot of that, man. I'm just like, I mean, it's not really like a lot of the chefs. It's it's some of the, I guess, the kids that are coming in, or the the younger crowd that are coming in. They're more, uh, they're more attracted to the, uh, like the the after party, if you will. They're attracted to the lifestyle and not the actual profession. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the main thing that that you have to differentiate. Are you in this because you want to stay out late and get drunk with your coworkers? Are you in this because you want to kick ass and, and take names in the industry? You know, yeah. you want to put out good food, good quality, you know, same product all the time. That's gotta be a lot though. I mean, cause you see that in the industry just all the time. I mean, I, again, yeah. some we've talked about a lot where there now we're in a situation where I see people I started with, Allie and Chris are great examples oh, yeah. of people that we started just waiting tables together yeah. and people that have gone up. And then those, those people that just kind of like, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I was there to get drunk, and <laughs> but I, I was, I had something else to do, you know, like, a, yeah. like restaurant was, I loved it. I love being in the restaurant industry yeah. and everything it continues to give yeah. me, but I was very much like, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm here to do it. And I was in school and doing yeah, those yeah. things, but so know you, why you're there. Man. Do you think yeah. that at some point that kind of separates out? Like, because those people, and I don't know, I guess that's the question I have for you is like, do you see those people turning into like getting restaurant gigs and professional gigs? And probably there are people that are keeping it kind of tight that are losing those gigs out to these people that aren't taking it seriously. Do you see that or? Um, as far as just like, um, I, I, I'm not sure, man. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to digest you know what I'm saying? i gave you we gave you a lot of booze and food so. yeah yeah, yeah this is, <laughs> and then we put you on the spot with the tough questions it really is <laughs> i mean I, I see i see the passionate people i see i see them prevailing you know yeah. i see i see a lot of the chefs like uh like especially like aaron kim shout out to her you know she yeah. uh she left uh, where she was at and took over that brewery man as far as like the kitchen goes and just and it's kicking out kick-ass when putting out kick-ass cuisine I'm saying in such a tiny space. And I feel like because she has that passion, she has that drive, 
You know what I'm saying? You can do things like that. You know what I'm saying? You have that that vision and that focus. You can pull that off. You yeah. Know? You can't just, I don't think ever, that's not for everyone, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just not. So you'll, you'll see those weeds, you'll see those chefs kind of just, they'll be weeded out. You know? Right. And you, you'll see those, those places will thrive, you know? And though there are people out there who, who will travel, you know, people will come down from those Northern spots like Fishers yeah. and, you know what I'm saying? The Carmel era, they'll drive to these destinations yeah. because they have a, uh, they have a fan base, man. These chefs have a fan base. Like, I got, remember working with Micah and you have Micah, Micah, Micah Frank. Okay. At, uh, uh, and you have people coming in from lunch from all over working yeah. with, at the original Libertine. You have people coming from all over, just hang out this little spot downtown and just, I mean, just all over the city, man, you get a lot of love yeah, from, yeah. from other boroughs, man. That's, that's really cool. And I just feel like these chefs, who are focused and driven have established that, you know, they've gotten their names out there and uh, they develop a fan base and uh, they're putting out good product destination worthy. I think, yeah. Well, I guess my thing is, I guess what I was kind of getting is I kind of, I I was kind of, I should have been uh, uh, more specific on that because I see what I I see a lot is I see a lot of people kind of put up restaurants that you know are kind of garbage. Like they got some kind of funding that maybe they oh just like whatever, gosh. they just know the people and got it. But I see yeah. the good in that. Like I see those restaurants that are like, yeah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. And then, but they're setting up, like they're hooking up like the, they're getting the hookups and they're getting all the stuff that needs to make it like a cool restaurant yeah. and they'll go kind of screw up and then something cool will come in there. I actually worked for one for a little bit. I used to do videos for them. And, then, <laughs> uh, and I was I was in there and it was like, it was interesting. And I really, again, really happy with the opportunity they gave yeah. me, but just definitely knew like, well, this place isn't going to stay. But yeah. I think that even that is like good for Indianapolis because oh, they course. set up and they get yeah. going and they fail. And then all these people that really, you who, know, like you and who, I and all. Who were like driven or ready to get up and they're like, oh shit, this will, they go find something better. You yeah. Know yeah. And yeah. then now they're embedded into that, that world you mm-hmm. know and they're, they're, yeah it's a good time I, yeah. I do i see that i see that yeah and and some of these places they last as long as they do because i mean that that craft or that i don't know that what am i getting at here no i think well i guess i, I when you talk I, I guess i'm talking about those places and when i think we're talking about the same thing those places that are just like they pop up and they probably shouldn't have popped up but there's just there's some people that will just get funding or my favorite and i think a lot of it does come with this tell me if you disagree a lot of it comes from people think like hey it's a cool thing to like own a bar open a restaurant people just get in their heads like i'm gonna open a restaurant like and they have no No background or anything going on right right right. and and that i think that to me is like do it because you're gonna go you're gonna take some like maybe whole and you overpay for like someplace on on mass ave and kind of get that place ready as a restaurant and then you're gonna drop because unless you really really love it you can't do it and it's not about the i I think it's not about the money at all you have to really love it and something cooler and exactly right more special comes along and occupies that space absolutely boom and i see that a lot in indianapolis and i i like that a lot like all right man that place isn't great and i'm not a huge fan of it but if it if they can do it they'll do it and if not They'll, they'll, the bones of what that is will be, you know, someone else that really is passionate about doing it will move in there. And, and I think that a lot of, I think a lot of Indianapolis has been built on stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Of course. There, there's a lot of restaurants I feel out there that were, that have history behind yeah, them yeah. and they have history behind them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love this. Like, I mean, I, I don't get it twisted, man. I, I love the culinary world that, yeah. that Indiana has uh, opened up to Absolutely. Open me up to man. And just uh, doing so many amazing things in this city. You have things opening up all the time, things closing. There's growth, you know. What yeah. Saying? So, I, I love it, man. There's always something new to check out every weekend. You have your favorites and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, it, it's a good time. Yeah. The, the closings, though, I mean, that's as important as the opening because I think then you it puts that kind of like, oh man, we got to get there because Indianapolis yeah, is definitely pressure. the place now where you can't keep you can't go. It's not no, again, we're, we're Indianapolis. Like it's not it's not like Chicago or New York or these big cities where you can have like this little niche market and everybody'll go there. You know, even Chicago and New York, those places have high turnover. But Indianapolis, oh, yeah. like if you're not if you're not running it, I mean if you're not really doing it, you know, there's only so many dollars to go around. And if they're not yep. for real, they will they will drop out. Yeah, man. Let's, and you and you have to support those places. Do you do you have uh do you have a goal in mind or anything that you Want to be doing of your own development? <laughs> Do you want to be running a restaurant? Do you want to be, you know, doing your own? Food? I don't. I don't know what the future of the food subscriptions or. 
Hello. Start a knife Welcome company. It's a muffin a day. Oh, muffin a day subscription. <laughs> like I got, I got, I'm on Les's muffin a day. No, man, Today's I, muffin, Barry. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Nice. <laughs> that's me, Barry Crumb all day. Oh man. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. But uh, no, I mean, I'm happy where I am, man. You know, the future is what it is, man. But I'm happy where I am. I've been at the Goose uh, for almost five years, man. Come out of the age room there, and. Uh, yeah, from raw production to the aging room to retail now. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a good place, man. I, I look to the future, you know what I'm saying, with hope and promise and all that other good shit. But uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I love what I do, bro. You know what I'm saying? I wake up and it's, I get in there and it's a meet, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's a good time, man. I work with great people, great products with, you know what I'm saying? We, we see the farmers and shit come in, man, uh, chopping off product. Like it's... It's a good time. It's a yeah. really good time, man. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, for, for the future, you know, I, I'm optimistic, man, but uh, I, I'm at home where I am now. Man. I'm would, in a good place. Would you consider yourself like a, like a professional, like a pit, pit master? Oh, man. Man, that takes you. Yikes. <laughs> uh, uh, no, nah, I would say more of like a, an apprentice or something like that, man, because that's the, that's one of those easy to learn, you know what I'm saying, lifetime to master type things, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're working with different proteins and different woods and different different fuels and, and different pits. And it, it, there's so many variables, man. It, it, it's amazing. It, it, you guys, do you guys smoke indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Outdoor, outdoor, yeah, I mean, we do like a lot of the seafood and stuff like that. We do that outdoors on the pit, but. Uh, the, the bacon and all of the, our fully cooked stuff. That's all done indoors on a couple of like our classic, uh, like a country style smoker. And we also have like um, a, uh, a pretty much like an oven. It's a wood burning oven, mm-hmm. digital computer control. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. good time, man. Yeah. yeah. That's what we use at the joint I work at. Yeah. The indoor boy. Yeah. We love that. We I'll love tell you what, those, uh, smoked prawns or whatever that I got from you. Um, oh my God. Those, those are amazing. So good. Yeah. Those have been, oh my God, those yeah. have been, a, those have been a hot seller, man. Uh, no, it blew my mind. First time I pulled one of those giant prawns off the smoker and peeled and bit into it. And oh I was like, God. Well, what have we created? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I, I tossed it in garlic butter. Cause you know, you get like a, about enough for one person off of, you know. Yeah, yeah they're one. huge. Dude. And uh, I just kind of you know, put it on a fork with garlic butter. And, and it, it was like kind of a one bite thing for everybody. <sighs> and it was just like, it did the yeah. thing that I want to do for one bite thing, where it's just yeah. like, it leaves you wanting awesome, more. You're like, man. that was so good. Awesome. Awesome. Can I have five more of those, please? Yeah, that might have been, I honestly, and everything was good, but that might have been my favorite thing of. Uh, New Orleans Day was that, that one bite shrimp. Oh my oh, God. Yeah, I and I think you, you did that, which yeah. is, Sucks because I think you did the less, the least amount to those, yeah, to those shrimp, man. But they were really, really good. Some, They're awesome. Sometimes uh, less is more. You can have that as your catchphrase. That less is no. less, less is more. Oh but we just, we're just dropping. That could be the name of this episode. We're always looking for. I was just thinking about it. I don't want to pun in. I'd be like, sometimes less is best. Am I right, Les? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right, Les? That's what I was thinking. Less is best. Less is more. You less that shrimp, all of it. It could be all these. I'm just dropping gold right now. Straight gold, man. Straight gold, oh my God. <laughs> just less that shrimp. That was the less amount you did. Oh, it was all of it. You did less of that shrimp than anything. You know what I'm saying? Less. Yeah, he gets it. Good time, guys. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, I, I know you don't do a lot of social media, but you are on uh, Instagram, right? Insta. Yeah. Yeah. I try it, man. Yeah. Do you want to plug that or no? <laughs> uh, you know, shout out. To, or mean, you can, it's all smoking you, goose. Uh, okay. Uh, public smokehouse. You know what I'm saying at uh smoking goose.com. Uh, come holler at us. You know, smoking goose.com. Uh, we're off, uh, was that 411? I think it is 411 dormant street. Dorman right street. next to, uh, yeah. the meter is 407. Uh, check us out at the market. You can get all of uh, a lot of cool stuff at the market. It's uh, 25th in Delaware. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out. You to had the show. you had the news out there this week, didn't you? Yeah, oh. yeah. My man Sherman was in there, man. He was <laughs> dude. It's a good time. Sherman Birdie cracked me up, man. He's, uh, he's a good dude. Huh? He walked up and they slapped that sticker on the door. Sherman was here and I knew it was on, man. Yeah. <laughs> what sticker are you talking about? What is that? Uh, it's a a, a bit that uh, Fox 59 uh, AM oh, okay. they do in the morning. Uh, where's Sherman? Uh, okay. Yeah, and he he popped in. And they hung out. Uh, him him and BJ came and hung out. Man, uh, it was it was a really good time. Man. Had a 
had a great time. First time on TV, I feel like, and uh, I didn't even know what to say. Like they they pan past me, it's like don't say anything. No, we're gonna. And they went, back. And, you know, I'm like slicing some stuff, and they, I think they he's like, yeah, shout out to my, and I just. I've been fighting for It's like I froze up. But. You tell me, wait, they, they, you tell me they panned by you and they're like, don't say anything. I, no, I mean, not, they didn't say don't say anything, but you know, I'm, I wasn't gonna just be like, yo, shout out to Mom Dukes, like, what up, yo, 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 good morning, shout out to all my homies. And you know, nah, man, I, I wasn't gonna go nuts, but they just panned. Just I feel like what me. I feel like what happened, and I obviously didn't see it, but I feel like what happened is the camera went by and you <laughs> immediately stopped chopping and just made hardcore eye contact with the camera, like, listen, less. We're gonna bring the camera hey. by you. Look at anything else but the camera, Dude. and like take t- take twenty four. Let's like still Bob- looking at the camera. Look like Ricky Bobby, my hands go up. And it's just like I don't know what to do with my hands. I think I'm slicing. Like, oh my uh, god! Again, now I'm really disappointed that we're podcasting because I feel like where we get the visual of just you, the camera slowly panning to you, and just your your hands slowly going up. Like I'm about to die. Like, it's off camera you hear the producer like let's put your hands down my daughter's like what did you even say and her mother's like oh i think he said hello like, oh, yeah thank good yeah that's right. was, hello that's i said what, hello that's what i said i said the zebes are the biggest bobs in town yeah, like what are you talking about frozen man <laughs> well it frozen. was it was fun for me because i knew you were coming on here and i also know you don't do a lot on social media not at all man. and so then i look at my social media this week and it's like you on the news on Dude, the on the yeah. goose site and it's i was all like Corey, man. yeah he's all over it uh it's all Corey. she's posted it man she, she's awesome man i've worked with her uh for years now and uh, she's like yeah chef i gotta get you out there now i'm gonna put your face on some things so don't be alarmed i'm like oh yeah it's cool whatever <laughs> next thing you know somebody's sending me something about Dude, totally see you at the metery killing it. I'm like, what? And I'll pull it up. I'm like, ah, what is that? It's my mug yeah. plastered all across some social media networking site, which is which is chill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to remember, like, I'll have these like faces or they come by and I, my girlfriend, I never know how to smile and shit like that. Yeah. So they come by, I'm just like, she's like, just pretend you're saying hey. So I'm like, Hey, <laughs> like, but I, I can't say it out loud. So Is the that, cameras come up, so I'm like, I can't. Now I just want to see these posts because I think it's just going to be a bunch of posts of just less going. Hey. <laughs> but in my head, it's just like, in my head, it's supposed to say, hey. Yeah. But it's, it never happens. I end oh, up man. saying it out loud. It was like, what did that guy just say? I think he just said, oh. hey. Oh, I want to, you know, your Instagram, if you did, if you did do social Terrible. media, it could just be your head <laughs> and every single picture every day. Just go, Making the hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. I just have this, like, this um, pronounced <laughs> smile at the end. That's how he knows how to smile. He doesn't know how to smile any other way. Any other way. That's why I hide behind these sunglasses. <laughs> I, I'm just staring at my soul right now. Like, I think for sure we can repost some of these photos for, oh for you guys listening on Twitter at least. Yeah, we can put these out there. Podcast. Hashtag, hey, that's my face. You see me? Like, hey, Hashtag, hey, that's it. it, it, it it's, it's in, it's in my head. It's, uh, so it's called the, it's called the Smoking Goose or the, the Smoking Goose Smokehouse. Is that Pu- public Smokehouse. Public Smokehouse. Public smoking smoke. Goose Public Smokehouse. Smoke, smoke, smoke. It's called the Public Goose. Oh, the Public Goose. Damn it. I was wow. good till the very end. Uh, it's called the Smoking Goose Public Smokehouse. Really? And what what, what days uh, are you guys open up? Uh, we are open uh, Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Oh, nice. All kinds of crazy specials in there. They really do. Um, yeah. They have some of their... Uh, you know, usual kind of products that they sell out there and these specialty items, specialty items are kind of where it's at. One of the things that really impressed me was a smoked honeycomb. Mm. Uh, it would be really great for like uh, good times, good times. Uh, what? cocktails. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah just like a smoked yeah, yeah. honeycomb. It was, it was amazing. Awesome. Like yeah. just a full, like, yeah, just yeah. totally like get the, the racks with the honeycomb. Uh, shout out to our guy, Ross, man, Ross Harding out at, uh, he's right off of Fort Ben. I don't, I'm not sure. But he has these. He takes care of bees, bro, and he uh he drops some off. You know, he drops some money, come off while, while we were smoking. There it is, boom! Oh my god! <laughs> while what? we were smoking some stuff, and we just happened to throw them on there, man. And for a couple hours while we were cold smoking, pull them off, and we voila, smoke honeycomb and. My Chevy Chase slapped all across that phone you got there, dude. What yeah, as you were as you were going through this amazing detail of this honeycomb, uh, Zach pulled up a picture of you smiling, and it it, it doesn't do it justice to not have a, the audio of you going. But those two mixed together, that's a good time. Because you're smiling so hard, dude, so hard every time. Every time, dude. every time the camera comes out, I'm just straight cheese. I'm like, ah, what? Jeez, Louise. 
Thanks, Les. Thank you very much for it's being great. on our show today. I hope I hope we fed you. I hope we did did well by you. Yeah, it's a good time, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, once again, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Harder Brunch. We'll be posting all these photos on one or the other. <laughs> so you can see what we're oh talking gosh. about here today. And again, um, yeah, slide in our DMs if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time at Harder Brunch. Hey. Oh, Canada, my ones and chocolate chocolate dessert i don't know the words there's no chocolate in any anthem ever that was a horrible guess there should be there should be i thought it was a